One of these, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And a very, very good evening uh, to the airways. And of course, on this public holiday, hope you are enjoying your day and having some time off. One of these, the Q&A. And uh, you've got two easy ways to get in touch with us. Uh, the first and very, very easy way is you simply SMS us your questions. If you have any questions for the Honorable Mufti, to the number 47913. That is 47913. Three, simply type in your message and send it to me, and I will ask that question to Mufti. And of course, the other way to do it, you phone 021 double four two three five three zero oh two one double four two three five three zero. And of course, we will take those calls off air. We go to uh, on the line none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallah fikum. MashaAllah, how's Mufti? Did you have a nice uh, relaxing day today? Alhamdulillah, the holidays were good, but you know, we in the media, we have to work. They say the radio is always hungry, you know. Yes, of course. So, as I said, uh, keep those questions coming in on 47913. We go to our very first question this evening, Mufti. It says, Salam, can a husband talak his wife without her knowledge? She is the second wife, and the first wife told her that her husband talaks her. Mufti? All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa when one studies the Qur'an Sharif objectively, then one will find that talaq is the last, last resort and not the first option. First, the husband should speak to his wife, فَإِذُوا هُنَّ Still things don't turn out good, then وَهَجُرُوا هُنَّ madaji. Then separate the beds, meaning withhold the conjugal rights. That also is not effective, then وَدْرِبُوا hun. Then you can discipline her, use a ruler or a miswak and tap her on her hand. If that still doesn't work out, then you bring in the arbitrators. At that eleventh hour also, Quran says, e yurida islaha, that if both parties want to reconcile, you have fitillahu Allah will then give send his unseen help. Then comes talaq. So today people just issue talaq. That is not the Islamic way. Now if the talaq has been issued, although the second wife did not know about it, the talaq will be valid. But if the first wife was instigating that talaq, then she also will be sinful, but the talaq will be valid. Sugar indeed. Our SMS line number 47913, 47913, with myself, Mohammed Zain Majid. And of course, on the line answering all of your questions, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Going on to our next question, Mufti, can I, can I give someone from my zakah money so that they can go on Umrah? And if not, uh, are there a specific reason why we can do, cannot do that, Mufti? When a person gives zakat to a poor Muslim person, then no conditions must be attached. You can't tell a person, 8,000 rand, 5,000, 10,000 rand, and you must do this, you must go for Umrah, or you must do this. No conditions, no strings attached. That person can do whatever he wants to. Yes, you can suggest to that person there that if you go for Umrah, it's good. So we will say it is permissible, provided that that person is a poor Muslim, and it is just a suggestion and not a condition. Shukran indeed. Mufti person wants to know, I have traveled, I'm currently uh, in Cape Town on holiday. Do I have to make my full salah or can I shorten my salah? 
if you are following the Shafi'i, Maliki, Hanbali school, majority scholars, and you are staying there in Cape Town for two, three days only, then you will read Qasr Salat for Zohar 2, Asr 2, Maghrib 2, uh, uh, Maghrib 3, obviously, and Isha 2. But if you are following the Hanafi school and you are staying there for 14 days or less, then you are Musafir. And if you are staying for 15 days and more, then you will read full Salat from day one. And according to majority scholars, if you are reading, staying there for four full days and more, then from day one you will read the full Salat. Namufti, can a Muslim chef taste the food that they flambe? That's when they add wine and set it alight, Mufti. Can a Muslim consume such food? Absolutely haram. It will not be permissible. Remember, anything to do with alcohol, with wine, swine, all this are absolutely haram. We are not even allowed to take one drop. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ma askara kathiruhu faqaleeluhu haram. What intoxicates in large quantities, even the minute quantity is haram and not permissible. And therefore we as Muslims are the most sober people on the face of this earth. The hadith is mentioned in Mishkat Sharif. Now, Mufti, some of the ulama advises us to tolerate the Shias for the sake of unity. Would that be right? Definitely not. Remember that when you speak of unity, unity has to be based on a haq. You can't have unity based on batil. If someone is swearing your father, mother, son, daughter, will you unite with them? No. Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, radiallahu anhum, Sayyidina Aisha, Sayyidina Hafsa, radiallahu anhum, they are more beloved to us than our own parents and our own family members. So therefore, we cannot speak of unity. In Cape Town, there the Mu'assasa Ahlil Bayt, they are distributing such books, which I went myself there and I got from them. Remember that 100% that they are propagating kufr, and we cannot ever, you understand, unite with Shias. So definitely, it is a pipe dream of those ulama who are saying that. Well, it is uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM taking your calls on 021-442-3530. And of course, your SMS is to the number 47913. Remember, this evening we only have one hour with the Honorable Mufti, so get in your questions early. We're going to pay the bills. When we come back, we continue with Q&A. Welcome back to Q&A on The Voice of the Cape at 91.3 FM. Still taking your calls on 021-442-3530. That's 021-442-3530. And of course, uh, your SMSs, that's an easy way to do it. On the number 47913. That is 47913. Going into our next question. Mufti, does my niece break my hudu? That is my wife's uh, sister's daughter. Does she break my hudu? If it is your wife's sister's daughter, then definitely your huzu will break because she is not your niece, she is your wife's niece. So therefore, between you and her, there is the laws of hijab and parda. You can't be shaking her hand and so forth. And if the hand is shaken, remember that the huzu will break and it's sinful as well. Now, Mufti, if a boy is interested in me, does he have to ask my parents' permission or must he send his parents to approach mine, Mufti? 
what should happen in a case like this where you are happy to settle down with this boy and he is happy, then you should not be meeting alone or he doesn't come to your house or you come to his house. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Never is a strange man and a strange woman alone, but a third party there will be shaitan, authentic hadith mentioned in Mishkat, Mustafa Ahmed. So in a case like that, you've got two options. Either you tell them that you will come with your parents, or just tell your parents that they should go there and put in the formal proposal that, you know, our son is interested in your daughter and so forth. And inshallah, then you settle down immediately as soon as possible, and then you live happily ever after. Both parties, my advice to you, read Surah 25, verse 74. رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَاتِنَا قُرْتَ عَيُونَ Starting tonight, inshallah, after Maghrib, you read two rakat salat and you read the dua. Oh Allah, grant that such spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. And inshallah, then you will be joined together through marriage, inshallah. Inshallah. Well, this is where all your questions are answered. It's too easy. I've got an SMS to say to please give the telephone number again. So I'll give it very slowly. 21 Double four two three five three zero, and of course the SMS line number, which is easy four seven nine one three. You simply type your question and you send it off to four seven nine one three. Now, Mufti, I saw my brother holding another woman. What can I do? Because I didn't know how to face my sister-in-law. Obviously, your brother is married, and now it seems that he wants to have another spare wheel and all that, which is haram. Quran Kareem states, Wala taqrabu zina, don't even go near fornication, adultery. Islam advocates a pure and a chaste life, not a life where a husband has one wife and three, four, five mistresses. So you must go to your brother and tell him what he's doing is haram and tell him you are warning him you won't inform your sister-in-law about it. But if you if he continues, then you will inform your sister-in-law and then obviously things will turn nasty. He might, uh, the marriage might break and so forth. So for the first time, just give him a warning and tell him to sever all ties with that other lady and he must make tawbah and repent to all Allah. Remember, forbidden fruit always is tasty in the beginning, but ever thereafter, always remorse and regret and big problem. Indeed. Uh, next question, Mufti. A listener says that, uh, let me just get this question quickly. It says, Allah Mufti, please, can you clarify the listening of music taking into consideration uh, Mahir Zain, Mufti? Remember that Islam condemns all this type of music, this concerts and so forth. All Mahdi Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us in the Noble Quran, Wastafzis manista ta'atamin wum bisautik, that the shaitan, when he was expelled from Jannah, all Mahdi Allah Azza wa Jalla commanded the shaitan, you go and incite whosoever you want to from them with your voice. So the voice of shaitan is the music. We have such people that they come and then the people must start clapping hands and the people must do this. But our people say, no, he's taking Allah's name. That's worse. They are desecrating the honorable name of all Allah. Surah 17, Surah Bani Israel and verse number 64. Next one. 
that there are six authentic ahadith and the first one in Bukhari Sharif, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, people will come and yes, the hillun al-hira wal-harira wal-khamra wal-ma'azif, they will try and legalize alcohol, fornication, and with the music and musical instruments. Sheikh Nasruddin al-Albani, rahimahullah, whom I met personally, and he gave me this book personally in Jordan, Tahrimu Alati Turb, all the mashayikh and ulama, respected ones. So read the book Tahrimu Alati Turb by Sheikh Albani, rahimahullah, and in Urdu, Islam or Musiki by Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Shafi Sahib, rahimahullah, excellent, brilliant work in the Urdu language, and in English, Lepali Stone by Khalid Beg. So there's definitely no place for this. This is the work of shaitan. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, a listener says that, Alhamdulillah, I have a good income. I earn quite a good salary. But every month, uh, there's so many thousands of hands that just flow through my hands. I can't even account for everything. How? What can I make or recite to have more barakah in my money, Mufti? You need to do three things. Number one, abundant istighfar. Quran Kareem states, وَيُمْدِدُكُمْ بِأَمْوَالِيُ وَبَنِينَ After every salat, before you sleep, Allah give tawfiq, wake up the hajjud time. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness, your pardon. And the benefits in this world, وَيُمْدِدُكُمْ بِأَمْوَالِيُ وَبَنِينَ Allah will increase your wealth and your children for you. So that's step number one. Step number two is, read Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu. We have in our homes, most of our homes have the wonderful 99 names of Allah, but it is just for adornment. Very few people really read it. Daily read it, Almighty Allah commands us, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ husna فَدْؤُوهُ بِيَا Allah has beautiful, wonderful names. Invoke and call Almighty Allah by His names. So, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu, <coughs> Oh Allah, you are the one who increases the risk. And before you go to work, my brother, after sunrise, 10, 15, 20 minutes, then read two rakat salat, and then say, Ya Allah, I'm going to earn the halal income, so give me barakah, and you will see that how Almighty Allah will give you a lot of barakah, inshallah. Amen, inshallah. Now, Mufti, a Hajj operator owes me money for three years already. The Hajj operator says that the money did not gather enough interest over the years. What can I do to get my money back? The operator has the same story for many other people as well. If the story is true that this is a shady character and this agent is also a crooked character according to your question, then remember the best thing to do is take him to court. When a group of you, 5, 10, 20 of you were let down by the same operator, then all of you clap together, join hands together, and get a sharp, smart lawyer, and then you'll see he'll forget all about his interest, and then he'll pop out very quickly. Our number 021-442-3530. And of course, uh, you can SMS us to the number 47913. That is 47913. Remember, SMSs are charged and 150. You with myself, Mohammed Zain Machit, on the line, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein answering your questions. And of course, if you're new in Cape Town or you're just visiting, it is The Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM.
tuning now with Kina here on The Voice of the Cape. My SMS line number for your questions is, of course, 47913. That is 47913. Mufti, a lady says that my husband has got a very huge intimate appetite. Uh, sometimes I can't give, even keep up with him. Some advice for us to strike a balance, Mufti? The best thing is you need to do three things, you and your husband. Maybe the food you are giving him, mashallah, is really making him fire on all cylinders. So then you just change the diet. Number two is just tell him twice a week it is sunnah to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. And once he starts fasting, then the fasting will crush his desires to a certain extent, as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. So tell him to fast at least once or twice a week. And third thing is this, that you also, sister, must realize that husband-wife relationship, if it's healthy like this, it's good for you also, mashallah. And you know that you do exercise, mashallah. So you are slim and trim for him, and mashallah, both of you are going the right direction. Inshallah. Uh, Mufti, I'm a paramedic and work 12-hour shifts. How do I do when I miss my far salah? Brother, sister, you cannot miss first Salat for wherever we are. Remember, Salat has to be read on time, five times daily. Inna salata kanat al-mu'minina kitabam mawkuta. If it is a matter of life and death, then still read your first Salat at least. It'll just take you five minutes. So remember to say no because I'm a paramedic or I'm always in hospital or in the ambulance and so forth. You must make that time and read your Salat on time. And if you must Salat, make Tawbah, beg Almighty Allah for forgiveness. For Fajr Salat, you will read two Qaza and for Zohar 4, for Asr 4, for Maghrib 3 and for Isha 4. And according to Hanafis, for Isha, you read 4 and the 3 Witter as well. That's according to Hanafi ulama only about the 3 Witter. Salam Mufti, is it compulsory that the whole family and friends must stand in the wedding room to make dua on the night of the wedding? Is a bridegroom and the bride room they're not a personal place to the man and the wife? And why is it that the man must buy a ring? Is it not then that we can marry without a ring, Mufti? Remember what has happened is many a time today in Islam, foreign and alien customs and traditions have become part of Islam. Take each one of this. Now there's no such thing in Islam that you must buy a ring for your wife. Remember, I'm married now with Allah's help for so many years. I can't remember buying a ring for my wife. So you can just give her jewelry without the ring. You can give her cash. You can give her clothing. So that's fine. There's no such thing. You must give her a ring in Islam. So if you want to give her a ring, you give the gold ring. It's fine. But it's not compulsory or something that we must do. Second issue is now the couple are married, now when they are coming home and so forth, there's no such thing, we all must be standing there and make a collective dua. No, in Islam, this, today the couple got married, mashallah, it's boxing day in the world, they tell us, I hope they're not going to do any boxing, the husband and wife, but anyway, what happens is that the husband and wife are alone now, so the husband on Layla to Zifaf, the wedding night, he should go in front and the wife at the back and they read Salat together. The husband will give the Iqama and be the Imam. Then the husband gives a gift to his wife beside the mahar and the marital gift he gave there in the masjid. And third thing, the husband should sprinkle water on the wife's forehead 
and ask Allah for protection from her evil and ask Allah for goodness from the goodness she has. She will do the same, sprinkle water on the husband's forehead. Ya Allah, whatever goodness this husband has, give me a share of it. Whatever evil he has, protect me from it. So that is what Islam teaches us. It's a private thing between husband and wife. Not that the whole family must stand there and everything. No, that is not the sunnah way. Indeed. Can I just ask the person that uh, SMSed uh, with the last digit, 327, if your cell number 327, if you can please just send in your full question because your question didn't come through. If you can please send in your question, the last three digits of your number is 327. Uh, next question, Mufti, it says, my cell number has one money. Is the money halal as no money was paid upfront of any sort, Mufti? Brother, all these are scams that every month I'm winning million rand and everything. They want your cell number, then they will want your bank number. By the time you know what's happening, the money you have in the bank, that also will disappear. Just delete all these things there. They're trying to fool you and con you. Just this week, somebody phoned me from overseas and they told me something is wrong with my computer. So I told him that how can I trust you? I don't even know you. So all these are just con men and scams. Stay far, far away from them. You want nothing, brother. Don't worry. <laughs> Shukran, indeed. Our SMS line number 47913. That is for your questions for Mufti. Is simply SMS us to the number 47913. Now, Mufti, my parents does not want me to get married to someone because he is studying abroad and does not have a stable income. They... Let me just get the... They might not have a stable income they might have made it clear that i cannot marry him what must i do mufti no 100 percent. what your parents said is correct you sister cannot marry that person there without the consent of your father and so forth your mother mustafa nabi muhammad وسلم, said authentic hadith la nikaha illa bi waliyin the nikah is not valid without the consent of the father so the hadith in tirmidhi abu dawood nasai so you have to listen to them, and they are speaking in your best interest. That person can't look after himself properly. How is he going to look after you? So you are still naive. You don't understand the realities and the things of life. So you continue making dua, and all Almighty Allah will give you someone better, and your parents will be pleased with that new prince that you come with, because you left this person for the sake of Allah. Man shay'an lillah, When you leave somebody something for the sake of Allah, all Almighty Allah gives you a better replacement. Now, Mufti, my husband's nieces is not allowed to handshake on Eid day, as, uh, even though they are blood brothers, children. Remember that if it is the husband's niece that is the husband's brother's daughter, then it will be fine. Or if it is the husband's sister's daughter, then it is fine, because then you are the uncle. So then you can shake hands. But the question was not about that. The question was initially that the husband, he has a wife, the wife's sister's daughter. So the wife's family, the wife's sister and her daughter, they are all strangers to the husband. So therefore, there you cannot shake hands. You'll be shaking something else also there. <laughs> now, Mufti, is singing Nasheed also haram? Singing Nasheed is totally permissible, provided two, three conditions. The content matter and subject matter is good. There is nothing there that is, you know, erotic and so forth. Number two is this, there will be no musical instruments and so forth. 
And if there is a musical instrument, then it must be the duff only, because the duff is permissible in happy occasions, for example, and nikah and walima and so forth. So these are the conditions that we have to comply with. Indeed, uh, Mufti, uh, next question. Uh, it was regarding the standing in the room of all the friends and family on the night of the wedding. Now, this uh, person SMS again, he said, Salam, um, shukran for the beautiful explanation. Now, where do I find a good wife, Mufti? You find a good wife, <laughs> mashallah. I'm not running a marriage agency, my brother. I'll have four, four wives and all that. But we make dua for you, my brother, inshallah. You tonight, tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah. After Maghrib, after Isha, you read two rakat salat and you read Rabbana Hablana min Azwajina. And believe you me, Allah will give you a saliha, jamila, beautiful, pious wife, inshallah. Insha'Allah. Our number 021-442-3530. And of course, remember, you can also SMS us on the number 47913. Mufti, under which circumstances is a married woman allowed to apply for a fasakh? The married lady, when the marriage has turned sour and now the husband is not giving her nafaka, not maintaining her, he's not paying the rental or he's not giving food or he's not paying the water lights and for months and months, he expects the wife to do this. So, and then when the wife requested talaq, divorce, is stubborn and obstinate, he does not want to give, then she can go to the MJC or any other organization they have confidence in, and then the lady can apply for a fasakh, and there'll be a small court case, and then the fasakh will be granted, the annulment will be granted, because the husband will be found guilty of dereliction of duty. He is shirking his responsibilities. Mufti, I've been out of work for more than three years. Finally, I got a job and now circumstances at work doesn't allow me to go for Jumar. Um, what do I do, Mufti? Obviously, that you can't continue with a job there. You must tell them they can deduct your wages and so forth. And then you go for the Jumar for the half an hour, one hour, and you come back. So you speak to them, tell them you want the job, but they must allow you for the Juma, and you even prepare to work that time in during the work, during the week. You work to prepare to work double the time, or you are prepared to take a cut in wages. Speak to them. The Quran Kareem states, whosoever fears Allah, Almighty Allah makes a way out for that person. Indeed. Now, Mufti, we are three uh, daughters and three sons, and uh, now it is a problem with inheritance because the sisters want to claim that they also need to have an even share in my father, father's property that was left behind. What? How do we tell this to them, Mufti? Remember that every one of us is a Muslim and we abide with the Quran Sharif. So believing in the Quran must be without any reservation. So we accept it from the bottom of our heart. If the father passed away and this cash, this property and so forth, sisters, daughters, open Surah 4, Surah Nisa and verse number 11 and you will find what Almighty Allah says. For the male is the share of two females, 
so the son will inherit double compared to the daughter. Yes, during the father's lifetime or mother's lifetime, if at that time the father mother wants to give out something, then Islam says, Then you make justice in this sense, you give out equally to them. So during the lifetime and the son-daughter take possession of it as well during the lifetime. But after death, remember, then it will be the ratio two to one for sons over daughters. So you will make nine shares. That from the nine shares, two-thirds, that six shares will go to the three sons, and three shares, one-third, will go to the three daughters. Now, Mufti, what does the woman do if her husband doesn't want to make salah, and now he says nothing if the children miss their salah as well? Obviously, such a person is skating on very thin ice. He might even go out of the fall of Islam if he continues like that. What you as the wife and the mother need to do is start ta'aleem in your house. Get your husband, get your children daily at such a time when everybody is there. Take Riyadhul Salihin, the famous work by Allama Nawawi, rahimahullah, and read a hadith from there for 10-15 minutes. And slowly, slowly, inshallah, with the help of Almighty Allah, the hearts will start changing and they will read their salat and wake up and tajud time if you can and make dua. So remember, you have to try and influence and win over your husband and children because he is shirking his responsibility. Now, Mufti, I have a brother who for years has been involved. He's got a gambling problem, putting money on horses and different means of gambling. Uh, I've spoken to him so many times, but it just seems that he's just continuing. What else can I do, Mufti? What you need to do in a case like that, that if he's in a good mood, show him the Quranic verses. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu innamal khamru wal maysiru wal ansabu wal azlamu ritsum min amali shaitan. This is something impure, and it is the handiwork of shaitan. Shaitan does these things there, and now he is following the shaitan. Second one, if he is now stubborn, he doesn't want to listen, you and your brothers, your family, your parents, all of you should excommunicate him. Don't invite him to your house. Don't speak to him for three, four months. And when he says, why are you doing this? Tell him, because we love you, but we hate your actions. We don't hate you, we hate your actions, and in that way we have to be cruel to be kind. Then, inshallah, he will come to his senses. Shukran, indeed, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussein on uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. My number 021-442-3530, 021-442-3530. And of course, uh, you can simply SMS me your question to the number 47913. That is 47913. Next question, Mufti. Person says, uh, currently had an operation and he's got a catheter in. Is he still allowed to perform salah? He must perform salat. Remember, salat every Muslim has to perform who is sane and mature, irrespective of what the circumstances are. A person like that will fall in the category of ma'azur, the Hanafi terminology, or daim al-hadas, or the Shafi terminology. So what does that mean? A person who is impure, but he has to perform salat. For every first salat, he will make a fresh wudu. Now when Maghrib time enters, the sun sets, for example, 8 o'clock, 5 past 8, 
Then you take the wudu when the adhan goes for maghrib, and then you perform your maghrib salat. Then when isha time enters, again when the adhan goes, then you make wudu again, and then you read the salat. While you're reading salat, you have the problem of urine, all that. You don't worry of that. You continue with your salat. La yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa usaha. Allah does not burden any person more than his ability and capability. Shukran indeed. Mufti, continue sending us those SMSs on the number 47913 and phone us on 021442350. We're going to pay the bills. When we come back, we continue with Q&A. Well, we continue now with Q&A here on The Voice of the Cape and, of course, our SMS line 47913. Going straight into our next question. I said, Mufti, what is my status by Allah? I am five years out of work and my wife is the breadwinner in the house. I see to all the housekeeping, house cleaning and making of food as well, as well as looking after the grandchildren. Mufti? Obviously, it seems that you are trying your best, but that is not the ideal situation. In Islam, the husband is the breadwinner and not the wife. So you should still may continue doing what you are doing, but continue looking for a job and pass the word around that ABC person is looking and these are your credentials and qualifications. In Islam, we can't have qalbi mawzu. Qalbi mawzu means to do something honest to boor. So now you are looking after the grandchildren, you are cleaning the house, you are doing all those cooking, what have you. So that originally was the wife function and you supposed to be the breadwinner. So my advice will be that you go back to the original way and in the interim you still continue like this but that does not mean that you say no it's working out fine so let's leave it that is no status quo cannot remain you need to go out and look for the job now Mufti what is my dis- disabled son's right according to the Quran Remember that any child or any person who is disabled, this is a trial and a test from Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla. Almighty Allah tests people in different ways. Sometimes Almighty Allah gives us tests with the good things. Our sons, our daughters, our health, our wealth, everything is flourishing. But that also is a test. Are we going to use it? Are we going to abuse it? Will so much pride and arrogance come into us that we will forget our origins? So that also is a test. Wasayyat. And sometimes we have disabled children, sometimes there's poverty, sometimes there's hijacking, sickness, illness. So what is the rationale for all this? لَأَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that we all return to Allah. We plead to Allah, Ya Allah, if the conditions are unfavorable, change it to favorable. So this is the test of sabr for the parents, they have to exercise patience, and tell the son or the daughter who is disabled that they are the special servants of Allah. I just give you one example. Imagine if somebody's son, daughter is blind. What will you tell that son and daughter about Table Mountain or about the beauty of Cape Town? So obviously it will be so difficult, but give them the great tidings. Tomorrow on the Day of Justice, they will be the first people to see Bari Ta'ala, Almighty Allah, even before people like, the, like us who have sight. So we don't understand the rationale, the wisdom, the philosophy, which Almighty Allah has placed because of our puny little brains. Now, Mufti, what significance are there in if uh, a spider covers your window every night? What does that mean? Oh, 
Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us, وَإِنَّ أَوْهَنَ الْبُيُوتِ لَبَيْتُ الْأَنْكَبُوتِ that the weakest of houses are the webs of the spider, the spider's web. So you need to put some spray there, you need to put some medication there, so that all the spiders disappear and the web disappear. But I know what you are thinking most probably, my dear brother or sister, you are thinking about the journey of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anh, how because of the spider's web and the eggs of the pigeon, the Quraysh and the non-Muslims could not see them there and so forth. So maybe you're thinking it's a means of protection. No, that is not the case in your case. What you should do is this, apply some medication, some strong thing, and then they all will disappear, inshallah. Mufti, is it permissible for a mother and daughter to go on Umrah uh, together? They're both over 40? Not permissible unless they have mm. a mahram for Umrah according to all schools. Shafi'i, Maliki, Hanafi, Hanbali, you must have a mahram. Ladies alone, whether they're 40, 50, 60, cannot go. Yes, if it is a first hajj, compulsory hajj, then according to the Shafi'is, Maliki's, the ladies can go. Fi jama'atin nisa astiqat with a group of ladies that are reliable without a mahram. But that is for hajj only, not for umrah. Now, Mufti, I found out that my husband is having an affair with a married woman. He don't want to move out. I am currently, I have an appointment at an organization, but only in January. What do I do in the interim? Obviously, that when he is having an affair, give him an ultimatum. He must sever all ties, or otherwise he must give you talaq, or either you go to the organization and you apply for fasakh and annulment and so forth. So what you should do in the interim is that you sleep in a separate room and tell him that you are not going to cook for him anything of that sort there because of his infidelity and he has betrayed your trust. You gave him your youth, you gave him children, and he deflowered you, and now he pays you back like this. Obviously, it's absolutely haram. Therefore, in Islam, when adultery takes place, Allah forbid, there's death for both parties. So if we were living in a proper Islamic state, and it is proven that this male and that female are committing adultery, then there's death for both parties according to the Sharia. Now, Mufti, uh, am I as a wife allowed to, to give my half of the house to my children equally after I have passed on in a will, Mufti? No, you can't do that in the world. In the world, you can't stipulate a condition like that, that your estate must be distributed equally between your sons and daughters, because then you are going against the very teaching of the Noble Quran, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 11. Yes, during your lifetime, you want to give. You want to give cash, you want to give clothing, you want to give your house also. So you say that they are joint owners, and you make the transfer, everything. So that is fine during your lifetime. But you cannot stipulate such a clause and condition after your death and demise. The Voice there live online here, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on The Voice of the Cape, our number for the next uh, few minutes that we still have left of the program. Maybe you can still squeeze in a question. Is of course uh, on the SMS line on 47913. That is 47913. Uh, next question uh, Can a woman have themselves sterilized if they don't want any more children, Mufti? For the male or the female to sterilize themselves, definitely not permissible. 
We cannot take certain rules in our own hand and say, no, that we don't want children and so forth, so therefore we'll get sterilized. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Tanakahu takatharu fa inni ubahi bikumul umam yawm al-qiyamah. Get married, have many children, because tomorrow on the day of justice I'll be proud of my big ummah, the largest and greatest ummah for all time, all places. So we should not be indoctrinated with the Western values and say that no, one man, one vote, and one couple, and one child, or two children, you know how they have in China and such places. No. In Islam, mashallah, that you know in the olden time, if I take my in-laws, 11 of them, subhanallah, 10 sons they were, and my Fatima, my wife. So I got married and it made me the goalkeeper like. <laughs> so anyway, you must remember that and everyone live happily. So this is the Western concept of things. No, we must just have one son, one daughter and finish it up. No, Islam says they're big, big families, mashallah. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, can Mufti please explain what it means when they say that a woman is made from the rib of a man? It means that Mustafa Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Al-Mar'atukadzila, that a woman is like a rub. If you study the rub, you will find it has certain crookedness in it. So, so women will have certain amount of deficiencies. And you, the husband, don't expect your wife to be perfect. If you're going to make her perfect, then you will break the marriage and it will end up in talaq. So Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi said, Enjoy your wife despite the few deficiencies she might have, the shortcomings she have. See, in today's world, they talk too much, these people. I give you two examples. Ask the American regime that from their presidents from the start till now, did they ever have a female president? Not once did they have. Why? It's proving the hadith. Ask the apartheid regime of Israel, that did they have a female president? They had a female prime minister, but not a female president. So it shows that till today they haven't had all these things here. So Islam is teaching us these things, that Allah has made the man for a separate role, the woman with a separate role, and a woman, remember, she will have the certain weaknesses compared to the man. You take physical strength. You they play tennis today. The men play best of five and the women play best of three. So I want to ask them the question, where is the equality between the genders? We can give 100 examples. Sugar, indeed. On that note, Mufti, what we're going to do is quickly pay the bills. When we come back, we'll be into the last few minutes of a program Q&A. Well, we're into the last few minutes of our program Q&A here on The Voice of the Cape. And... Uh, of course, on the line, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Uh, next question, Mufti, it says, how, can Mufti please give some advice on how to stay away from debt? The first thing you need to do is budget yourself. Number two is read the dua in mention in Sunan Nasai. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-kufri wad-dayn. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from kufr, blasphemy, wad-dayn and death. The Sahaba, the beloved students and companions. Oh Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were astonished and they said, So wait a day nabil kufri ya Rasulallah. You have equated almost the debt to kufr and disbelief. Qala na'am, the Mustafa sallallahu said yes. So it shows that we need to not follow the capitalistic lifestyle. The capitalistic lifestyle is such, I tell you, the game they play. When you enter a shop, the deposit price is written very big. And then the monthly installments and the retail price is written small. 
So now that is the mind game they play. So what we need to do, have one policy, and that is buy everything cash. You know, I tell my wife, I say that I only have four accounts. I have to pay rental, I have to pay water lights, telephone, and the maid. Finish. No person I owe, alhamdulillah. So we can sleep peacefully. We don't have to compete with the Jones. We don't have to show off to people. Love simply within your budget. Alhamdulillah. Final question for this evening, Mufti. What is the best job or career for a Muslim female? Is it to be a housewife? Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said the best action for a person is amal bil yad, that you work with your hands. So sister, when you are a housewife, you can do the cooking, you will do the cleaning, you can do the computers, you can help your husband, you can become an asset to society. So, so many things you can do. You can do a home industry. Mustafa, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi beloved wife, Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha said, Allimu nisa'akum surat al-nur wal-ghazal. Teach your female surah nur, chapter 24, and ghazal, and crocheting, you know, stitching, and sewing, and all this type of thing, domestic sciences. Today, our women, they have forgotten these things, many of them. Today is what? When the lady lives in a lap of luxury, she doesn't even know how to make a cook sister. She don't even know how to make the samosas. Why is dial a mufti, dial a cook, dial a this, dial a this, dial almal. They do nothing. Just sit on the laurels and think of hadi. No, you can't do that in Islam. You must work with your hands. And that is the best person, Mustafa, she can indeed and she can to each and everyone for sending in the questions this evening. It leaves us with about three minutes for some nasikha, Mufti. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, we are coming to the end of 2013 and 2014 will start. I want you, my esteemed listener of Voice of the Cape, just ponder on what I'm telling you. You see, the Western world tells us that the Gregorian calendar is going to change from 2013 to 2014. Let us look at the month. September, Sept. Sept means seven. October, Ok means eight. November, Nov means nine in Latin. And December means ten. So it shows that December originally was not the twelfth month. It was the tenth month. So the new year was the beginning of March. So when you study the history of this calendar, you will find the Julian calendar, and it was named after Julius Caesar, but a lot of problems in it. Then Pope Gregory came, and he brought in and introduced, you must remember, January, Janus, J-A-N-U-S. This is a god, a deity, idol they had with two faces, one face for prosperity and spirituality, another face for, you know, uh, satanic business and all these type of things and activities. So this is how they brought about January. Then February came, still they couldn't solve the problem. So they said, okay, let us have every four years and then one extra day. So if a guy is born on 29th of February, then after four years only he will have his birthday. So imagine how many inconsistencies, how many problems there are. And look at our Muslim juxtapose, our Muslim Islamic lunar calendar, Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 36. Inna iddata shuhuri indallahi isna ashara shahra fi kitabillahi yawma khalaqa samawati wal ard. The day Almighty Allah created the heavens and the earth, that day Almighty Allah decreed already there will be 12 lunar months. 
So our calendar is from time immemorial. Their calendar so inconsistent, first the Julian calendar, then the Gregorian calendar, and all these type of things. So that's the first point. Second point is this. Remember, for us as Muslims, there's no such thing as New Year resolutions. There's no such thing as New Year Eve party and dancing and music and let it roll in and so forth. So what we have to do is to wonder and ponder. When the sun goes down today, 8 o'clock, Abdullah Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu is in Medina in Iraq. His face used to become somber. And people and students would ask him, what's wrong, O Ustad? He said, Naqasa fihi ajali, walam yazid fihi amali. My lifespan on this earth is getting less and less and decreasing. And my righteous and good deeds are not increasing. That is the message I'm leaving you with, oh my dear listener of Voice of the Cape. That our age will change. We are 50 next year, 51. We are 5 next year, 6. So what will happen now? We are going nearer to our death. What are we preparing for that everlasting year after? So that is what we should be reflecting and thinking about. Not go and mimic the non-Muslim culture that we want to join the the, the coons, the carnival. We want to join the dancing and music and Allah. No, it's not for us as Muslims these things. We are Muslim and propagate Islam and become ambassadors of Islam. Shukran jazeelan barakallahu feekum to you, Muhammad Zain. All the listeners make dua for us now and in the new year. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Shukran wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Of course, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. And of course, we make to Allah protect and guide him, inshallah. Shukran for the wonderful service that he always provides us for the people here of Cape Town.